Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast, growing rugby one fan at a time. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. It's Rob the Hammer, Hammerschmidt. We have a run, pass, or kick. I know. It's been like two years since I've done a run, pass, or kick with the boys. Yeah. It's um, been a while, so man. Ty finally figured. Yeah, Ty finally figured, shit, take a vacation, let the big guy host one, watch him screw it up, and then that way you guys will know next week why Ty's the host anyway. And, um, and by the way, it's been have... fun having you write some of the questions, too, so, so I could just uh, roll with it. I've enjoyed. Yeah, it. well, listen. I, I got to be honest. You know, I'm gonna. You do. You do very good questions, but I do sometimes think you just get burned out a little bit, and that's okay. That's why I'm here. Uh, breath of fresh air. Anyway, we have a very cool guest on. Um, you know, you guys are follow our social medias. Um, this is somebody I saw on social media when she first put out her message. Um, I don't remember the exact quote, but there's anybody looking. I think she said for a, a large athletic woman. Um, <laughs> and immediately I went. Well, every rugby team in America is usually looking for that. Um, lo and behold, we have Abby Winchester. Uh, Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And, and Abby, it's a good thing yeah, you no just problem. put it on, on social media, not something like, you know, a dating app. Uh, people would have gotten the wrong impression. I got a lot of comments of people taking <laughs> it that way. So yeah, I'm sure you I did. met my wife on Match.com and prior okay. to meeting her, I did date a, uh, go out on a date with a woman who, who's thing was i am tall and i'm like i'm 510 like i can deal with tall women yeah. and i went on a date and she was like six six and i was like all right cool like she wasn't lying it was cool she was a cool chick hey okay. how, how tall are you um, just out of curiosity uh well, depends on who you ask i always say i'm six one all of my friends nice. will say i'm six two to hype me up so i appreciate that sweet. but sweet Okay, what what was in the program at Oklahoma State? Six one. <laughs> oh, really? Because usually they give yeah, you that age. You know? yeah. yeah, they do, and I'm still bitter about it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they took that inch away from you. Yeah. And 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 real quick for those of you who don't know Abby Winchester, you should be following her on social media. Um, Abby, former Division One college basketball player at Oklahoma State. Um, are you guys the Cowgirls? Yes. If if the men's team are the Cowboys, all right cowgirls and want to make sure i yeah. get it right um and 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 kind of putting that out there she ended up playing club rugby after her division one days were over and has currently signed with the steel toes the pittsburgh uh pr sevens team so guys um she already had her first set of matches in austin they just had the western conference minnesota matches and hopefully i'll get to meet you face to face because i will be out in dc um you know our buddy eric at pr sevens hooks me up with the pass and i usually get to interview people face-to-face and, and kind of bullshit, which is the fun part about doing this job. But uh, that that's Abby Winchester. You guys already know the big guy. You guys already know Hammer. Um, but if you don't know the rules, Hammer's going to tell you about the rules of the run, pass, or kick. Yes, sir. Thank you, Scott. And again, welcome, Abby. It's an absolute pleasure to have somebody like yourself join the show. We always like to pump up the women's side of the game because it is a growing segment of the sport, and we need to continue to foster and grow it. One of those ways that we like to do that is by – bringing women like yourself onto the show and really giving them a spotlight uh, to talk about and how they got involved in the sport. We're going to do that. We're going to use the run, pass, or kick interview process to do that. So for those who are uninitiated, run, pass, or kick works like this. We're going to prompt each question with run, pass, or kick. And just like any good rugby player, Abby can run with the just to say that she's going to answer it straight up. 
Um, but she can also pass a question if she feels like, hey, you know, I don't want to get in, get in hot water with any one of my new teammates or anybody else in PR7s. Or she can have fun with us, kick a question to us, put us on the back foot, make us work from behind our 22. And we have to answer in a way that we think she'll answer. And uh, she can leave it at that. She can grade us out and tell us we were shit. Or uh, she can give it a little bit more context. It's completely up to her. But the bottom line is she gets to control the action in this interview. So, Abby, without further ado, are you ready for the Run Passer Kick Challenge? Let's do it. Perfect. And I'm going to kick it off, pun intended, uh, with the first one. So, Run Passer Kick, what are your motivations to play sport at a high level, like in the PR7s? I'm going to run with this one. Um, I'd have to say my motivation is I've been an athlete for a very long time. I played basketball for 17 years and I got to one of the highest levels of women's basketball that you can get to. And that kind of experience is just, it's a very once in a lifetime experience and <laughs> to potentially have the opportunity to make that a twice in a lifetime opportunity, uh, twice in a lifetime opportunity would be really amazing. Uh, the rugby community is so different from basketball. I am really interested to see kind of how that affects the higher level of rugby. And I just think it'd be a really cool experience. Nice. And, and that kind of rolls into our second question. Can yeah. you talk about being at that almost the highest level of, of you know, uh, women's basketball at, the, at that D1 level? So, you know, run pass or kick. What has been the highlight of your athletic career so far? Ooh, that's, that's tough. If you'd asked me this question two weeks ago, I probably would have said one of the two NCAA tournaments I got to play in, but now I got to go with the PR sevens tournament I just played in. That was such an amazing experience. All of the players and the PR seven staff and the whole, just all of it was so amazing. I am still kind of, in shock that that was something I got to go do. Nice. And I got, I, I would really encourage for you go back and try and watch the replay of it. Cause I believe down Stanford and Ruby Tui were on the mic and, you know, Ruby Tui, obviously hall of fame, black fern, our boy down is probably one of the best rugby commentators uh, out there. So, you know, for them to call out your name during matches, just, I think it'd be a cool little thing to, to listen to. Um, so that's just be my advice. Go check out the replay for Austin. If you haven't seen the Austin tournament, the first set of the quarterfinals for Eastern Conference PR sevens. Go check it out. My locals are currently in second place in the men's and I think third place in the women's division. I'm a little upset, but just happy the locals are actually back in the competition after being out last year. Yeah. So this next one, we're going to roll a little bit into your involvement and getting getting into stuck into PR sevens. So we got to ask this question a little bit a little bit of fun question here. Run past your kick. What percentage? Did Sam Lovett get of your PR7's contract negotiations? I mean, we're assuming there was some kind of fee. Oh, she wishes. <laughs> uh, every time we saw each other at the uh, Austin tournament, if we were talking and somebody else came up, she'd be like, hey, Abby, tell him, or in her Scottish accent, which I can't do, she'd be like, tell him how you got into rugby. Tell him, tell him how you got into rugby, that it was me. I did that. So she's... Uh, She's definitely been a big part of that. I'm sure she would love some commission. <laughs> so 
Speaking of that, so prior to, to the PR7's identification camp, how did, like, what was your exposure to rugby? Um, it was pretty limited. Uh, I had played, before I had decided to go to the ID camp, I'd been playing for about six months. So I had maybe played, like, four games of 15s um, <laughs> and maybe a handful of sevens games. And so I was really enjoying the sport and I was kind of hesitant about going, but Sam and a couple other people talked me into it and it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. <laughs> I think that's, that's like normal. So, so Rob, I'll, I'll, most of the fans know real Rob's son, Preston played um, division one high level rugby in college. So his path on how he started rugby is different than my path, but I would feel like most people in America have a similar path to me, which is they found about it about they found out about it in college or found out about it through a friend after college and started playing men's league or playing in college. And I think you have the most, you know, most people have gone that path where you put it out there. Hey, what do you what can you do as a as, a, as an athletic person? Um, Sam was like, come play rugby with our friggin' rugby club. And you just showed up and, and fell into it. And I think that's like most people's stories, you know? Yeah. That, as a matter of fact, that's my story, you know? Um, so I very much can a, a associate having been somebody that, that knew about it in college, never played, but certainly, uh, after college, um, had somebody do the same thing and got involved and, and haven't uh, looked back since. Um, so it's wonderful to, to get you stuck in, so to speak, into the rugby experience. Um, I, I got to ask, as a former D1 athlete, rung past your kick, of course, what has been, what, what's the transition been like to being a professional rugby player? Hmm. I think I'm going to kick this one just for funsies. Well, you know, I, got, I, I think I can answer it because, you know, uh, Rob, uh, our boy Rob Aremescu, when we interviewed him um, mm -hmm. as a rookie like two years ago, he went from Penn State rugby into playing for rugby New York Ironworkers. And he said his college setup was very similar to the way they do it in the professional, you know, professional league in the MLR. So for him, he felt like the transition was easier without the schoolwork. Um, so, I mean, that might be the same, <laughs> the same for you going from that Division One basketball background to high performance sevens rugby uh, practice just without the schoolwork, right? It was very similar, I will say, except now I have a full-time job. So instead of doing homework, <laughs> I was working in between like practices and meals and recovery. So not quite the same, not as bad because at least I'm getting paid, but uh, yeah, it's, it's very similar. Well, just yeah. wait until you show up to work with the double black eyes because that's, that's right. like everybody's experience. And they go, what the hell happened? You're like, ah, rugby match. <laughs> yeah, I showed up to work. I don't – it's on the arm. I don't know if you can see it anymore. I had a huge, like, patch. And, yeah. like, my boss was like, what happened to you? Did you get in a fight? And I was like, no, not nearly well, as lucky. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the opposing team scrum half was talking shit. But, you know. <laughs> I had to give him an elbow drop on the way out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think again, like, you know, it's, it's part of life now. And I think we're starting to transition from, cause even the MLR guys, a lot of them have jobs while they're, yeah. they're, they're training and they're playing. Um, but eventually we're going to rotate into that position where this is going to be full-time, uh, professionally where you can really ply your trade and have a, a living wage 
and we're getting there slowly but surely and hopefully we're getting you know the, the end we'll see the tail end of that transition hopefully by rugby world cup in 2031 um now, now I, fans, real quick before we yep. exit out of this scott just to go along and follow up with that last question so you know as a d1 athlete especially at a school like oklahoma state you got you guys obviously traveled quite frequently traveled as a team you probably went to and I don't I don't know your schedule but I do know that you know in basketball uh, especially in the men's side they play in you know in a tournament in Hawaii I'm sure you guys played in a big tournament far away you know uh is is the drop is there a drop off is there a step up is it much of the same you know I'm not talking about I'm talking about all the tertiary things around the rugby experience is that similar different on the same level I think fans are interested to hear that I think, well, with PR7s, I feel like it's a little different than how it would be if, you know, it was like full-time professional uh, because, you know, you fly out there for a weekend. So you're not really doing like, you're not traveling every couple of days like we were for basketball. So for basketball, we were doing a lot of like chartered flights or if it was like a short bus ride, we'd do that. So the travel is a little different. Um, I will say one of the differences kind of not really sport related, but uh, player related is because it's a professional league, everyone is there taking it very seriously and you all have kind of the same mindset of we're here to work, we're here to win, uh, like we're here to have a good time, but we're here to win. And when you're in college, you you want to win, but at the same time, you've got your classes that you're worried about or, you know, you're worried about your playing time or you're worried about there's so many other things that not everyone's mindset's the same. So that to me was probably the biggest difference between uh, college and PR sevens. And it was a very refreshing change. <laughs> nice. What's well, good yeah, to hear. Definitely. No, it's, I, and I gotta be honest. I, I have fun every time I've gone to PR sevens, I've gone the last two years, this is year three. Um, and even for the, uh, the players last year uh, at, in DC, there was a huge thunderstorm and I want to say, who the frig was playing? It was the headliners were playing. Shit, I forgot who they were playing. But the storm comes in in the last like four minutes, and every team we I was sitting next to every other team was watching them play in the pouring rain and the thunder and the lightning because with three minutes left, like they're not you know let's finish it out. And the fans were running and trying, but still trying to watch and just like I think that aspect of it is something that people don't understand until they see it. And I don't, and even to see like the prof, the professionals watching the their their teammates or the you know, players from the other team oh, yeah. have fun in the rain to play is a difference maker than you would normally see in any other profession. You know, you don't see you know three you know three teams in the NHL having a tournament and watching each other. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's one of the biggest differences. You you watch the other players enjoy their counterparts playing, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But um, we're getting to the quick tap soon, everybody. But before we do that, we're going to get a word from our sponsors. When you pick up a ball, you also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. And built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work and discipline. And to those who will come after you. We promise, it won't be easy. There will be days when you feel like you want to quit. When you're in the cold, in the rain, and in the mud. On those days, 
We will be there when you need it most. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. We're back with the Run Passer Kick episode. And again, our guest is Abby Winchester with uh, the Steel Toes in PR7s. And it's time for the quick tap. And again, for those folks that haven't seen it before, we're going to throw a this or that at Abby. She's going to have to choose one or the other. But here's what she can't choose. She can't choose to pass or she can't choose to kick. She's got to roll with it. So here we go. Ready for the first one there, Abby? Let's do it. All right. Chicken fried steak or Priminati brother sandwich? Primanti. Primanti. Sorry. Primanti brother sandwich. Jesus Christ. Primanti brother sandwich. I'm a little worried that I'm going to insult somebody with my answer because I don't know what the second one is, but... You, oh, you just insulted your entire team. So, so, Pitt, so in Pittsburgh, <laughs> in Pittsburgh, there's a famous sandwich shop called Permanti Brothers, and the reason they're famous is they would have wow. the truck drivers coming from the steel mills come and get a sandwich. So they used to put the French fries on the sandwich, wrap the whole thing up with coleslaw and the whole nine yards, fries on the sandwich, and eat it. Sounds pretty good. Oh, there you go. Killer. Now you got you gotta go to you gotta get Permanti Brothers. I'll have to give it a shot. There you go. All right, next one. Um, how, you know how much, and this isn't a, a, a really a this or that. This is just a full out question. How much do we need to pay you to say boomer sumer right now? You, there is not enough money in the world that you could pay me to say those words. I'm sorry. I knew it. I Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk. Before we before we started, I told Abby there was a couple money questions. She got very uh, cautious. Yes. That was that was one of the money questions. I'm a big I'm a big college football guy. I'm a Michigan I'm a Michigan Wolverine, so I knew throwing a boomer sooner at a cowboy slash cowgirl was going to be a fun question. I you know what you don't know is that my dad played football at OSU, so I grew up an OSU fan. So oh the hatred oh for boy. OU runs very very deep in my family. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like the Hatfield McCoys. Pretty All much. Right. Uh, next one. Um, who's a better looking Oklahoman, Brad Pitt or Chuck Norris? I feel like Chuck Norris is more traditional Oklahoman. Go. I'm gonna go Chuck Norris. There you go. And Look by the that. way, Brad Pitt lived in Nixa, Missouri. So just you know, or at least he was born, born there, in so. Oklahoma. Born in Oklahoma. Okay. So yeah, Chuck Norris, I like that. I like that. Dude's dude's in shape for his age, man. That's impressive. They don't oh, make I those jokes. They make those jokes for a reason. I know. I know. I know. I wouldn't want to cross him in a dark, stormy night someplace in Tulsa. All right. Um, last one here. Mountain cabin or lake house vacation? Ooh. Uh, I grew up uh, going to Breckenridge for summer vacation a lot, so I'm going to go mountains. Wow. I'm shocked. I mean, I knew, you know, I knew a lot of people from Oklahoma because they trucked it up to Table Rock Lake up there in southwest Missouri. Because, you know, the lakes are real shallow there in Oklahoma. But I know there's Oklahomans that love going to the lake, hitting the tube, popping a cold one, and enjoying some boat time. I remember quite a few uh, trips to my grandparents' house out to Lake Murray. My grandpa would sling us off the inner tube. So I, uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a proper grandpa right there. Try to drown the kids. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I think, listen, I think those were, you survived the quick tap. I know, again, she was a little bit hesitant about what the quick tap was because we kind of talk it up a little bit, but again, it's a lot of fun questions and, you know, it's, it's, that's part of what we do here. Me and Rob have fun making those quick tap questions and we go back and forth, believe it or not, a lot generally as we're going through like, no, 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 we don't like that one. Let's edit this one. Let's add this. Let's do that. But those ones, I think I, I, I hit home runs on most, most of them, Rob. Oh, for sure. Um, Even though she didn't know Primanti brothers. I know she's not a native Pittsburgh, Pittsburghian, right? But, you know, if you're representing the steel toes, you got to, you gotta figure it out. Don't worry, you'll get. Trust me, they'll take you to Permanente Brothers. It's it's on the list of like that's the first thing. You, it's go that and then Heinz Field to watch a Steelers game. Those are like the first two things you gotta do. Two opposing forces. One cannot exist without the other. The push and the pull, the give and the take. This is what gives rise to all things. This is life. This is rugby. What comes easy takes so much hard work. One step forward, three steps back. A hundred setbacks then, out of nowhere, a breakthrough. This is life. This is rugby. Devour it. Throw your arms around it. Breathe it in and in and in. Give it everything you have, and then give a little more. We are not here to hold back. We are here to brave new paths, to rise up together and become something greater. This is life. This is rugby. This is the rise of rugby. This is Major League Rugby. So we're back with the RPK questions, and, and this is actually a question I, I really um, – I think I'm going to enjoy this answer because it's it's interesting. Again, you know, you, you play basketball at a high level. You're coming in to play professional rugby. So run, pass, or kick. You know, you have teammates like Kayla Kinnett, uh, Laura Thunin, um, Autis, um, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Autumn Zaplicki, who are USA Eagles, right? You know, they've been playing the game for a while. They, they represent the country. They're capped Eagles. Um, run pass or kick have you felt that you've picked up the nuance of the game quicker because you have them in your practices well i i would say yes but unfortunately this past tournament uh all of the eagles except for lauren couldn't make it until friday so i actually never got to practice with them which was very upsetting but I did get to practice with uh, Sarah Kaljuvi, who is a Canadian mm-hmm. Simmons player. She yes. was actually my roommate the whole time. And she was so incredible with like explaining things and kind of helping me learn a lot more of the like strategy stuff that I didn't know. And I was very appreciative of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I believe Kayla and uh, Autumn might have been uh, doing WPL work. In the same realm. So run past your kick. What specific basketball skills do you think transferred, you know, from the court to the rugby pitch? I think two of the really big ones are probably footwork and Ooh. being able to see like open space in the field. A lot of, it was a little weird going from, you know, small basketball court to giant rugby pitch. Um, but it definitely, I felt like early on that was kind of things that I caught on to really well. 
as well as probably I'd say like going into contact a lot of the I was told that a lot of the newer people who are like fresh into rugby shy away from contact a lot but you know I was a post player in basketball so pretty much all I did was beat up on people <laughs> so I was pretty used to that going into it so that definitely translated well yeah, sharp elbows. That's what I, I always like to give them, a little sharp elbow every once in a while, for sure. As a follow-up to that, I, I just want to bring something in the context that just kind of emerged within the last couple of days or came to the attention. Um, back, uh, I think it was on the 23rd, so just last week, um, World Rugby Women's Shape of the Game Conference was held in L.A., and several things were talked about. Interestingly enough, the rugby calendar in the women's game, trying to streamline that and almost make it independent from the men's calendar, like it can be different just because the women's rugby is different when it's Definitely. played from the prem to, you know, WPL uh, on up. Nevertheless, one of the other things they talked about was the potential or trialing changing the ball size for women and going from a size five to a size four. Now, obviously in basketball, you guys were used to that, right? You played with a little smaller ball than the men's side did. So I'm just kind of interested as a new player and somebody coming from the basketball side, what would you think about a smaller ball? Is is that a you know you know a, 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 you know, a threat to the women to, to to women's feministic side and you know that they're doing something less than men, or is it you know just a natural thing for you because you came from that world? Um, I mean, yeah, I had no idea that. The, I didn't know that it was the same ball. I mean, I guess it would make sense that it is because. But I just never really thought about it because, yeah, the the in basketball, the women's basketballs are just smaller. Um, but I don't know. I feel like with rugby, since the ball shape is a little different, I feel like making it smaller, it feels kind of trivial to me, I guess. Maybe that's just I don't know enough about how that affects your game. Or maybe that's just because I have really big hands and I can catch the ball already. But um, <laughs> I uh, I am ambivalent about it. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's fine. I think I think there's a lot of women who don't have a right an answer to that because they've been playing with the same size ball since right. they've been playing rugby. You know, barring them playing youth rugby, obviously the ball is smaller. But I'm saying, you know, when they go definitely, you know, college to to club rugby or to WPL level or Premier 15s level, you know, I think a lot of them haven't really thought about it because they've never done it before, and you know, not trying to be the the man trying to tell women what to do, but like. If they want to, do it. If you don't want to, don't do it. And, you know, it's kind of – I don't think it's going to change gameplay as much because um, if you have small hands or you're catching the bigger ball, if you know, if, and throwing the bigger ball a certain way, and everybody will have to adjust if we go to a smaller ball. I mean, I don't mind trials if the women really want to do it. Right. But make sure that women really want to right. do it before you just right. kind of throw it in there as a trial too. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Plus – But that's um, a good question. It was when I was growing up and, you know, you show up to the open gym and you forgot your ball and all they've got are, you know, the men's sizes, not the women's sizes. That's a huge pain. That's not something that I need any more of. Yeah. And that's a significant difference, obviously, because everything, you know, shooting is such an accurate um, endeavor that that a size difference would make a difference, not just in weight, but also just, you know, positioning of your hand, et cetera. Um, So, I think it's a relevant issue, but it was, it's interesting. And I thank you for your candor and nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it'd be like, but uh, it's interesting to get somebody like yourself, yourself and your thought on that for sure. I'm, I like to, I like going into contact. Cause you're right. You see a lot of people yeah. think they could step people not realizing that a lot of 
the best rugby players are great open field tacklers. Right. And, and most of the time you're better off going down to restart a phase than you are trying to sidestep somebody. Cause as, as they say in rugby, the best defender are the sidelines, you know, is going into touch because they, they never miss a tackle. So you're better off just being tackled, restarting the phase and resetting everything. So we talked about, you know, your, your first tournament in Austin with PR sevens. Um, can you break down how you were feeling? How was it to be on the pitch? How was it to actually play against, you know, the, the, the professional sides of, of the headliners and the team and the locals and, and, and all that? You know, just give us your experience and how you, ha- how you felt in Austin. Um, well, to be honest, I was very nervous. <laughs> um, I uh, Obviously, I'm still very new to the sport. I've only been playing for a year and some change. So I definitely was aware of the fact that I didn't have as much experience as the other girls that I was going to be playing against Olympians. <laughs> um, so that was a little nerve wracking. But after the first, I think, practice where we kind of met everyone, everyone on the team was so welcoming and nice, which has been my experience with the rugby community as a whole. Um, and they were very, they never, you know, got mad or anything or, you know, berated me for messing up or anything like that. So that definitely helped ease my nerves a lot. And so by the time we got to the game, uh, I was having a really good time. I felt like I had learned a lot. I felt like no matter how the game comes out, it's been a great experience and I've met some cool people and I've learned so much that I had kind of mellowed out a little bit. And I was like, whatever happens, happens. Um, the first game, once I got on the pitch, when I subbed in, I was like, oh, oh, this is real now. <laughs> this, this is legit. Um, but after, you know, after I feel like in all of the rugby games I've played after like the first tackle, the first time you go down, it's right. like, oh, this is nothing. Like, we're good now. So right. after that, it was like just I was having fun. It was a blast. You know, we lost the first game, which wasn't great. But the second game, it was just so much fun. I was having such a great time. And just the rest of it was such a great experience. Yeah, it's funny. I, I always wonder... used to tell I used to tell my guys when I coached uh, you know high school rugby, hey, get the first first tackling, or you know give the first you know if you get the ball and it's your first point of contact, man, just uh, give a hard bit of contact just to get yourself stuck in, get used to the contact, and you'll be ready to go. Yeah, you you say that, but in the PR sevens, you might have the opportunity to get hit in the open field by a Lev Kelter as your first. <laughs> That might end your career. I'm not gonna lie, when I heard Ruby Sui was gonna come over and play, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, I don't have to play. I wouldn't have to play until DC, and I wouldn't even know if I would play. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that." But then I was like, "Oh, I'm playing against other really good players. That yeah. might be." Possible. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the thing. Yeah. Like, imagine you're you're taking your first run out as a sub. And Alev Kelter just comes out of nowhere with one of her famous tackles. Just that's it. It's game over. Like. Send me out, coach. Take me out. That's it. Going right out. Uh, That's awesome. So uh, next question lined up here. Um, Obviously, Scott talked a little bit about the social media uh, component earlier. And, um, you know, you've you've had some teammates that that have gotten on social media and, and, you know, uh, you've had a bit of fun with it and enjoyed that experience. So i got to ask, run past or kick, do you think TikTok has changed the way people perceive rugby? I have to say absolutely i mean i before uh i got into rugby pretty much the only time i had seen it was because of alona mar which i'm sure is the case for oh, most yeah. people um so that was really the only time i had like you know 
been exposed to like rugby outside of like seeing the occasional highlight of some, you know, New Zealander absolutely demolishing some poor kid um, <laughs> like on ESPN. So uh, that was really all I had seen. So I would definitely say yes, that TikTok has done a lot for the growth of the game. And I think that's the case for most sports, even women's basketball has grown so much just because of, you know, social media and NIL and everything. So I think that's definitely helped rugby. I mean, that's, it's, it's far reaching to remember watching um, the Olympians walk in that night. And I don't, I think I want to say, I don't know if the women walked in or the men didn't want one of the, the men or the women, one of them didn't walk in for that 2021 Olympics now um, because they were playing the next day. It was cool that I forgot. I can't remember off the top of my head who, who it was, but seeing them walk in and then having all that social media access, you know, behind the scenes from Alona Mar, Cody Melfi, um, you know, the the rugby uh, Canada Sevens guys, you know, did a lot of stuff on TikTok, and Alona just caught fire, um, you know, and, and her doing things like you know reposting just amazing clips of Cheta Emba killing people in, in in the Olympics was awesome too, um, and now you're seeing somebody who really didn't have any background in, in rugby playing professionally in, in rugby. Um, and part of that was her being, you know, exposed to it via friggin' TikToks. It's great. It's just, it's great. It's just, it's crazy good. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's having this far reaching effect three years later to still put people on that plane of, Hey, maybe I should start playing rugby or maybe I should just, hang around out around the sport as you know, me and Rob know a lot of people can't play due to certain things, but you know what? They have their rugby friends and they watch, they have their rugby teams, professional teams they root for the steel toes, the locals, you know, things like that. And even though they don't play, they, they have that rugby family. So we're almost down to the last question. So I just want to remind Abby um, after the last question, we're gonna give her a couple minutes just to kind of shout out um, any type of charity or any type of group she wants to show some love to. Um, you've been a great guest on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, we love having people on that are new to rugby and we love having people on, you know, the players from the PR sevens are always good to us. Um, so we hope we're always good to them. So let me hit you with the last run pass or kick question real quick. Run pass or kick. What is your current goal in your professional rugby career? Oh gosh. Um, I just want to see how far I can get, I guess. I, uh, I, like I said, there's so many different paths you can take in rugby that I don't really know what's next, but I would just love to see how far I could go, I guess. Nice. Well, hey, look at 6'1". It's hard to find a, uh, a tall girls to, to or women to jump in on the 15 side. So, you know, as you, if you develop your skills, I'm sure somebody from the national team will be giving you a, 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 an eye once in a while for sure. I'll keep my so, fingers crossed. And and we'll be watching. So um, definitely with, with that, we'd like to give you an opportunity to plug something important to you, whether it's a charity or an organization or somebody that you want to give a shout out to that's helped you along your, your career. So Abby Winchester, now's your opportunity. Well, I suppose I'm going to give my shout out to the women's sports foundation they uh, work a lot to help get uh, girls and women into different sports. I'm a very big supporter of women in sports and giving girls the same opportunities that other people have to kind of excel in the things that they love to do. Um, 
especially when I was in college, I got to see a lot of like the discrepancies between like the men's side and the women's mm. side. And so um, I would just love to see that equality keep growing up and up as, uh, as we continue on in basketball, rugby, any sport. Uh, so yeah, that's my shout out. And then I'd also, I have to give a shout out to Sam. I always got to give her grief. Got to give a shout out to Sam. She says that I always got to give her credit for discovering me. So there's your credit, <laughs> Sam. I love it. I love it. And she's been great on the sidelines and she's been great um, doing the social media for PR seven. So please check out uh, the PR sevens um, social media. Uh, Sam's great on it. She, she has the men, the women doing dances. She has the, you know, asking questions. I mean, she, she, you guys must have a blast when you come off the pitch and you see Sam coming at you with that little microphone and the cat and the, the cell phone and asking ridiculous questions like, you know, what's your favorite, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or whatever the hell she asks. But it's it literally, for those of you who haven't experienced PR7s, I'm telling you, find they're going to be in Pittsburgh for one of the semifinals. The finals are going to be at Audi Arena in DC. Both great venues. The big guy's going to be in DC. If you see me in, at the PR7s final, come say hi to me. I love hanging out with the fans and just bullshitting. And hopefully, you know, for Abby, like, you know, Katie Daddy will be at PR7s looking for, to, to, you know, kind of bulk up that Eagles team. Katie's one of the one of the assistant coaches. I know she goes and, and she she kind of does the ID camp. So I wonder if the uh, the name Abby Winchester might be on her list if she's going to be watching what happened what's happened at PR7s, Ralph. And, and by the way, Abby, um, I don't know if they're going to do it this year. They did it last year. The U.S. Women's Rugby Museum. I know Scott and myself have both seen it. If you don't, if you have a it chance, was freaking cool. It, it, go see that. It, it literally brought a tear to my eye uh, when I saw it. Just to see all the women that have paid the way uh, for the women's game. And all the memorabilia, like the yeah. memorabilia, where like we have the ball for this match, and you know this yeah. this person is is the you know is being inducted. This was last year, being inducted in twenty twenty two. These were her last you know cleats she wore on the pitch before she she took them off and retired and left them on the field. Like it was really yeah. one of the the cool outside of the actual rugby playing. It was part of the atmosphere that was there, and it was really freaking cool to watch that traveling museum. Yeah. So. But um, guys, I think we smashed the RPK on this one. Abby, again, thank you so much for coming on with the rugby rant. Um, I know I just kind of threw out a, a, a message on TikTok, like, let's let's try and get this done. And it's funny because I probably just could have asked my buddy Eric, Eric Nemeth, who runs the, the PR for the PR7s. And I'm stupid. And I didn't think about going that route because I just figured, oh, let me just ask her and see what happens. Um, but thank you again so much. You know, it, it's, it's a pleasure. You were great here. Can't wait to watch you in the next leg of the PR7s in Pittsburgh, and hopefully you'll be in the finals and we'll get to meet face-to-face. -face. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Cheers. Absolutely. And fans, we got another RPK coming uh, uh, the week after this one. We got our regular rugby rant segments. Um, it's almost MLR championship time. Um, me and Rob will kind of have the, the final say on whether or not we had our predictions right. I don't really know. I know my one of my predictions is already wrong. I already got blown out of the water. Uh, my bracket's busted, but, you know, that's the way it goes, being a homer and a, and a New York fan. But anyway, fans, thank you so much for watching. It's the big guy. It's the hammer uh, saying hi to Ty, who couldn't be here with, with us. And Abby, thank you again so much. And we'll see you guys. Yeah, there you go. Great. Great. All right. You want to talk Matt Gatow at 62 points or Dan Hollins? And maybe you brought some stats. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. Your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby one fan at a time.